Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Dean Rogers. Welcome back to the Dean Rogers Show. Today, I have a very special guest, financial expert, Derek Evans. Welcome to the show, man. What's going on, brother? Thanks for being here, man. Hey guys, welcome to the Dean Rogers Show, where we talk about real deals that we're doing and bring on awesome guests to talk about how they're finding success in their business to inspire and motivate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right. See you on the show. You know, in today's day and age with everything going on in the market right now, it's really important to get the right information. And for years I've been following you and right now I'm like on the edge of my seat waiting for your next social media post because <laughs> it's just so good and um, it's, not, it's not the clickbait that's out there. Yeah. It's using actual data of what's really happening in the market. So. Um, just appreciate you having here, having yeah. here, man. Yeah, it's great to be here. And you know, that clickbait is uh, all by design. So I went to journalism school in the late nineties. And one of the things a lot of people don't know is the headline writers are not the same as the people who are writing articles are totally different people. And you know, 95% of people just read the headlines. Mm. So it's very easy for you to think certain things are going on. Right. If you don't even read the article, you don't trust the headline. That's advice number one. And it's just playing off of people's emotions. Pretty much. Yeah. That's how they get the most clicks. I mean, they, they all survive by that, right? Yeah. The news organizations survive on clicks. They need clicks. They need views. So whatever it takes to get that. If YouTubers are surviving with their ads, you'll know because they'll post some, you know, crazy headline with a, you know, shock face, you know, on right. the, the thumbnail. <laughs> and then like immediately there'll be ads that you can't skip, you know? Yeah. So it's like you do have, it's hard to find good information. And so I just do my best to try to provide it, man. That's why I appreciate having you here, man. Yeah. All right, so we have some great questions for Derek, and we're just gonna dive right into them here. Uh, really important questions to know about right now. So are we in a recession? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So a recession um, is defined by two uh, consecutive quarters of negative GDP, right. which is what we have now. It's not a bad one so far. Okay. Um, you know, we had negative 1.6, negative 0.9. That's very mild. And mild recessions typically last six to eight months. So if it continues to be mild, which it appears that it will be, then we're probably around the corner by first of the year, maybe by the end of the year, but you know, Q1, probably 2023, we're on the other side of it. Um, and I think a lot will depend on how well inflation recedes. Is it's already starting to recede, but how well does it recede? And does it can we get down to that two or three percent again here right. before the end of the year? Is that even possible? That's probably going to determine whether this is a more mild recession, six to eight months, or more of a, a bad one. You know, a year and a half to mm. two years. Uh, it doesn't look like one of those for a lot of reasons. You've got uh, record household wealth. Just a few months ago, we hit a record for that. Um, we've got 1.8 jobs for every available worker, you know, in the in the workforce. Um, you've got record home equity untapped. The, the the United States, all homeowners in the United States are at about a, a total com combined 50% LTV. Wow. So, you've got a lot of things that look, they look really really good. Yeah. You know, um, you got 11 trillion in mortgages and 11 trillion in untapped equity. So, you know, that's about 50% LTV. And so overall, things look pretty good for a recession, but we are in one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hate to break the news to the news, <laughs> but we are in a recession. Yeah. Okay, so hot topic right now in real estate investing, and if you're looking to buy a house, is mortgage rates. So where are we at with mortgage rates right now? Yeah, mortgage rates have come down in the last couple of weeks. Um, yesterday was a bad day for mortgage rates, but overall the last you know two, three weeks, we've seen rates come down. 
Um, it really looks like we're on the other side of that inflation trade where you know, it was like, hey, inflation's getting worse, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. And through the data that we've got so far, which is through um, June, we don't have the July data yet, but it'll be out soon. I think what you're gonna see in that July data is that um, those inflation numbers are coming down. And so mm. you're starting to finally see a little bit of ease on that, starting to see an effect of you know, the, the uh, Federal Reserve policy, tightening credit, people being aware of a recession, because really the best fix for inflation is um, people to like stop buying stuff and for, right. for consumers to tighten up a little bit. That's actually the best fix for it because inflation was surging because people were just throwing money at everything. Yeah. If people will back off of that, that's actually gonna do a lot more for inflation than the Federal Reserve's uh, monetary uh, policy tightening. And so, you're, but now you have both going on. So it's, it's very likely that you're going to see inflation come down. The question is, Will it come down and go back up? Right. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. It will probably come down, but can they get it down where they want it to be? Or are we going to kind of have to do some evasive maneuvering? And hopefully, uh, you know, Federal Reserve policy and overall consumer sentiment should get us where we need to be on inflation. If it does, and that's the, tra the trajectory I believe that we're on, you're going to see mortgage rates drop a lot. Um, the reason why mortgage rates went up is because mortgage bonds are very much um, controlled by inflation. If inflation is high, bond prices tank and rates go up. If inflation is lower, you're, we're experiencing deflation, mm -hmm. then bond prices will, will go up and rates will go way down. And the reason for that is that if you have money that you can put in your mattress and it's still earning you something because we're in deflation, so you can buy more with it tomorrow right, than you can right. today, um, then when buying a bond makes a lot of sense because it's like mattress money, but I'm getting a 3% yield or a 4% yield or a 5% yield. So I'm, my money's gaining money and I'm getting a yield for the bond. But when you have the opposite going on, you can actually be negative and have risk. So you can own a bond when inflation 7% and your bond's paying you 4%, you're losing 3% and you have risk that'll go to zero. So right. it's like, it's, it, it's comes way out of favor and we've gone way to one side on the pendulum is starting to swing back finally so i think rates go down over the course of the next six to 12 months interesting and within a year or two you're going to see another refi boom wow that's exciting yeah that's promising it is <laughs> that's promising because right now i think the concern for everybody uh the kind of the sentiment the consumer sentiment is that we printed all this money to kind of bring the economy back when everything was shut down and created all this inflation and it's such this big moving thing and it has so much momentum behind it that we can't control it. Mm. So you feel like there is hope to kind of rein in that inflation? 100%, 100%, there, okay. yeah. It's in, in, so how much, how much does the Fed play a role in that? They do play a role. They do play a role because they do need to tighten. They're very, very loose on the monetary policy for far too long. What happened with COVID was an overreaction mm -hmm. um, because of their lack of action in the 2008 crash. So last time we faced a really mm. bad recession situation, um, which was in 2008, the Fed kind of sat on their hands for a while, didn't really take a lot of action, didn't do much to get involved. They finally started getting involved and things got better. So they learned from that. We learned a lot from 2008. There's a lot of things that people are expecting 2008 will probably never happen again. If it doesn't be like a hundred years where no one who was alive during They'll that time. <laughs> exactly, it'll have to be forgotten because the, the wound was very deep and real and a lot of lessons were learned by banks, financial institutions, the Fed, the government. Um, that's why you saw when COVID hit, 
Um, you know, there was immediately, you know, moratorium on foreclosures. There was forbearance. Mm -hmm. um, it took two years in the, in the 2008 crash for um, banks to realize that they should do loan modifications, which now right. we call forbearance, which means you don't have to make a payment. So for everyone who thinks the market's going to crash because people are going to foreclose or they're going to do all these fire sales, they're not. They're going to call their bank and go, I need forbearance. Or the bank will call them if they miss a payment and say, hey, do you want forbearance? Right. That's literally what's going on because they realized that foreclosing was bad. Well, the Fed also learned their lesson. And so when COVID hit, they jumped in. They were like, no, no, we're not crashing. Stimulus. And they just threw the kitchen sink at it. And look what happened. Right. The market went crazy, even in COVID. Yeah. I mean, we had a pandemic going on. People were dropping dead. And the market went nuts. <laughs> so they did a little yeah. too much. And now they're kind of having to go, okay, we, yeah. need to we need to reel this back in a little bit. Um, but they won't let it get too bad because if it gets too bad, the Fed will step in with more easing. They'll step in with more money printing. They'll step in with more programs. They'll buy bonds again. They can do all the things. They want to do all those things. It makes them feel needed. It makes them feel special. They want to do those things. They don't want to tighten. They don't want to be the bad guy. But right now they have to. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for more information um, about the economy, I went. I found uh, Ray Dalio's How the Economic Machine Works. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. And for me, it just puts it in elementary kind of terms to understand how this all works together. Um, and I think you help me with that as well to give me confidence on what's going on. So you don't think there's gonna be a crash? No, I think it's almost impossible. Okay. Because you would have to have, people would, would have to wanna sell their home um, in, a, in a situation where they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Now before- That's the key. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. You know, you, you, if you miss a payment, the bank will call you and say, would you like forbearance? Right. If you call the bank and say, hey, we can't make our payment, let's say, don't worry about it. We'll put you in forbearance. I mean, that, there, so there's no, back in the day, banks were foreclosing, during the crash, banks were foreclosing based on procedure. They had a procedure in place for foreclosures and they followed that procedure. They were unaware that they would ever come into a situation where they would have thousands upon thousands of these. So they were foreclosing on people who didn't want to foreclose. Right. They were foreclosing on people who wanted to stay in their homes. And they were taking that inventory and dumping it on the market. That was very, very stupid. And they realized how stupid that was. And it took them about two years. And then loan modifications came about. Loan modifications are now called forbearance. And anyone can get it. It doesn't matter. They don't have, you don't have to check. You don't have to qualify. Mm. You don't have to have lost your job. You don't have to. You could have 100 grand in the bank and still get forbearance. Wow. They don't check. They offer it to you. They want you to take it because they don't want to foreclose. Right. They know that's a bad thing. It costs them money. It's bad for the market. They don't want to do it. So this, that situation will never happen again. If we have a crash, it would really just be more of a correction. And we would, people would call it a crash. Oh, well, prices went down 10% or something like that. Right. That's not really a crash. But, um, and that could happen. But with the crash, you know, this mayhem, that's not happening. So anybody that's on the fence and is looking to get into the market, buy their first home or buy an investment property, what would you recommend? Uh, same thing that I, I would always recommend, which is to study the market, you know, get a feel for it. Look online, look in person at homes, get pre-approved so you know you can pull the trigger when you find a deal. And when you find a deal, jump on it. No one needs to FOMO in. The FOMO period is over. You don't right. need to FOMO in. Be tactful. You know, look at the market, study it, feel like you understand it. You will know when you understand the market, when you look at a home and you go, that's a good deal. And you don't have to get out spreadsheets and figure it out. You've looked at the market enough. You go, that's a good deal. That's a four bedroom at that price. We haven't seen one like that yet. Yeah. You know that. And when you get to that point, that's when you pull the trigger. You're already ready to go. You're pre-approved. You studied the market and you're in good shape. And that's what I think everybody should do right now. Awesome. 
Well, the information you provide is so insightful. Again, I'm always on the edge of my seat looking for your next post. So where can people find you? SmarterSanDiego.tv will take you to uh, my YouTube channel. And that's the best place to get all my info. Awesome. Well, appreciate your time, man. Yeah. And uh, till next time, see you guys later. Take Peace. Care.